Well, hello and welcome to Sunday Encore, where we get practical and respond to your questions about Sunday's message. Let's do it. We are so excited to be back for another episode of Sunday Encore, where we sit down and talk about the truths of Sunday's message and consider some practical applications to our everyday lives. I am one of your hosts, Pastor Spencer, and across the table I have... Pastor Adam. We are super hyped to be here with you again today. We are in the middle, I guess, of a series called Sola. We are in week two. We started with... Grace Alone. And then now uh, we moved on to... Faith Alone. Yeah. So it's been super awesome. I feel like you're quizzing me. Yeah, seriously. I felt like that was what it was like. Uh, what, you must what, remember. What week are we in here? <laughs> yeah, we're in this series called Sola, which is really a doctrine series, if we're going right. to really break it down, the doctrine of salvation or the fancy word, the doctrine of soteriology. Yeah. And, uh, you know, really reclaiming what it really means to understand where our salvation comes from. Right. And the premise of Sola, for those who are new to this, like I was new to this a couple, not even a couple months ago, right. uh, this language of, of solas, which is a Latin word for alone, which in the Reformation, the Protestant Reformation, the church had kind of drifted and added other layers, right. added hurdles to salvation. Yeah. You know, things that weren't really biblical, their human tradition and penance and works, and there was a misunderstanding of what those things are. And uh, some of the, you know, Protestant, Protestant reformers like Luther, uh, Luther, Luther and Calvin, yeah, uh, just those names, just and others. Yeah, there's tons. I don't know them all, but um, they kind of, kind of recaptured and rediscovered these kind of five pillars or these five essentials to salvation that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, uh, in Christ alone, according to Scripture alone, for the glory of God. Alone, and so we've just we're kind of in this series of unpacking what that actually looks like, and uh, what does that actually mean? Going rediscovering the Bible, right. what Scripture has to say, what's yeah. Jesus got to say about this, and um, it's been great so far. It's been an amazing series to kind of work through together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite things that you have done to set us up every single week is just what you said that we're going back to what the Bible said, these aren't new truths, and nor were they new truths for the Reformers. No. They're rediscovering biblical truth. 100%. We weren't making, they didn't make these things up. Totally. Right? We had just lost our way. Right. And humanity, we do that, right? We yeah. drift from center. We drift kind of to the path of least resistance or to selfishness, really. Absolutely. You know, leaders kind of want more power. And so sometimes leaders put in stages and places that, uh, systems that aren't necessarily biblical or Christ-centered. And uh, Jesus demonstrates the ultimate sign of leadership is humility. And so um, we're going back to Jesus. We're going back to what he talked. We're going yeah. back to the first church. We're going back to really what the biblical gospel-centered salvation really actually looks like yeah. and um, and just kind of allowing that to become our firm foundation today. So whether we're discovering it for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, as, as people in our community, or whether we're rediscovering this again, and, hey, yeah, we know this, but now we're just going to put some language around that again to hold true to that reality. So we talked about grace alone last week. This yeah. week we're talking about self, uh, faith alone. And we talked about there's a difference between common faith, right? right? Like I have faith in humanity or I have faith that this chair is going to hold me when I sit down. Yeah, yeah. But to the salvation faith, like saving faith. Because this is what we're talking about, right? We're talking about the doctrine of salvation. And so we kind of said that saving faith not only knows and believes the facts about Jesus, right? So we need to know, we need to believe, 
but it also trusts in the person, the work of Jesus alone for salvation. So the reformers introduced these kind of three stages of faith. There's mm-hmm. notitia faith, which is the, you know, we know the facts about Jesus. Right. Like we know it, okay? We need to know. And then that knowledge moves to the sense of belief. So not only do we know it, but we believe the facts about Jesus, which ultimately allows us to trust the facts about Jesus. Right. And that is really the journey, right? Like it's we don't start with trust. We start with knowledge. Right. That Just knowledge like any in, relationship. 100%. And that knowledge then forms belief. And that belief forms behavior, which then builds to a sense of trust. Right. And so, really, it's we, we, you know, we talked about grace as the oxygen, mm. right? Our lungs were designed for oxygen, not for water. So, when we're drowning, we recognize, hey, I'm drowning. I need oxygen in my lungs. Right. So, if we kind of follow that same analogy, we understand that the snorkel, rather, is the is the is the vehicle or the vessel in which we obtain that oxygen. Right. Right. So, we are saved by grace through faith. Right. Absolutely. Right. And so, you know, we understand. So when we look at that analogy, if we're going to break that down a little bit, we understand, hey, you can know what a snorkel is, Mm. right? And you can believe that a snorkel does what it says it's going to do. Totally. But until you actually trust in it, you'll never breathe. You'll never experience life if you're submerged in water, right? Like, so, you know, this is the analogy that's like, hey, I got to know it. I got to believe in it. But that's not enough. And I think sometimes that's where we stop. Right. Right, we stop with knowledge or we stop with belief, but really, what salvation, saving faith is calling us to is it is a full surrender to trusting in it through faith, and that and that's and God's grace. This is where they all kind of intertwine with each other. Is God's grace gives us the ability to continue to trust in it, right? Totally, right? Like you can't separate; they, they're not intrinsically separated. Right? No, like no, they're all so connected that Absolutely. you can't really talk about one without sort of. It's like a giant run-on sentence. Yeah, it's not separate points. You're constantly <laughs> stepping on the toes of everyone else. Totally. Right? But this is sort of the reality that we're na- we're navigating through in this. Really, it all comes down to this. This is you know, it, knowledge of that's great. But really, what it all comes down to is you can't build this faith apart from relationship. Mm. Like you can't build this type of faith on on knowledge alone, on religion alone, on duty alone, on on kind of a being obedient alone. Like those things are the overflow of it. But really, in order to build that sense of trust, the yeah. same way you would build a trust with anybody. Of your friends or your spouse or totally. your boss or your coworker, the only way you're going to build trust is through time and through relationship. And so, I feel like how we're going to build that that saving knowledge of faith is through relationship. Yeah, and um, we have to have that personal conviction. Right, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's super awesome, and it's so great to break it down that way. So we have like the reality of faith and saving faith, and we like we talked about, we we can kind of walk through those steps. Like we know what we should believe. Yeah. Now, how do we like experience that in real life? Like, what do people feel when they hear this kind of truth? Well, like I, I think sometimes you can feel like, like you can feel it's it's an impossible step. Like, right? If faith in and it itself, like you can't have faith in faith, right? Like it feels like a dog circum. Yeah, chasing I his loved tail. that. Like, like his faith in faith just feels like you have to muster something of your own that you don't really know what to muster, right? You're just kind of working to work. Yeah, you quickly get to work. So that's how easy right? it is. And it's just exhausting. So really, ultimately, what it comes down to is your faith is going to be sustained and built through relationship. Like Sometimes I feel that as a pastor, our job is to convince people 52 times out of a year that if you just spent, if you just read your Bible and pray every day, you will grow, grow, grow. Yeah. Like, well, you know, remember that song? Yeah. You know, read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. Like that essentially, 52 weeks of the year, that's what we are convincing you to do. Right, totally. <laughs> like seriously, if you just read your Bible 
and you pray every day and you cultivate a personal relationship with a personal God, yeah, you will grow. Like that faith, like that avenue of faith, of trust, it will you'll go from knowledge to belief to trust because God will reveal himself to you through the Holy Spirit. He'll right. come alive to you. As you ask him, as you knock on the door, he'll open it. As you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. Right. As you ask him to speak, he will speak. You know, like it all just comes through time. You're not gonna you're not gonna read a book in a day. You know, it's not gonna you're not gonna get to know him in a moment. But if you but faithful with the moments every day, right? You're gonna look back and say, "Hey, I may not be where I want to be, but look how far I've come. Look how much I've learned. How much mm. I've grown. How much I've trusted him." And um, and so it really is this call to action, like faith. Faith really is an action word. I heard someone actually just texted me yesterday and told me this, the ABCs of faith, which I've never heard of before, which I right. thought were really kind of cool. Like faith is an, is an action, so that's A. Faith is an action based on belief, which is B. You know, it's based on belief of this conviction of who God is, conviction of Jesus, mm. conviction of the Scripture, and sustained by confidence. Yeah. And the confidence is built through trust. It's built through that constant rebuilding uh, relationship with him. The more I get to know him, the more confident in him, and the more I've seen him being faithful in my past. Right? How do you know God's going to be faithful in the future? Well, you look and see God's faithfulness in the past, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And that just continues to build your your confidence and your trust in him. And so, you know, we talked about this yesterday. Is this idea that you know we we need to move from whether we are wherever we see ourselves on the spectrum. Yeah. Maybe we see ourselves we are simply in this. I know about God. Right. Right, or I know about Jesus. I know about salvation. I know about the Easter story loosely. I know that some of the details. To hey, I believe in the Easter story. I believe in salvation. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He came in, came to heaven, came came from heaven to earth. He died a sinner's death in my place. Rose three days later, so that I can receive salvation and hope. Like I can believe that story, mm-hmm. and then I got to trust in that. And I just and there's a sense of like when you just like going back to the snorkel analogy, like when you can just allow your your mind to settle in the fact that this snorkel does its job, like and you can not frantic, not panic, not be worried, and make sure your mouth is like completely on it, like you're you're doing it right, you're 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 following the directions or the guidelines, right? Totally. Then you just sort of rest in it, right? And you you're, you just allow yourself to to rest in it, and all of a sudden, when you can embrace that and rest in it, if you've ever gone snorkeling, you know you could just now swim forever. Right. You can just keep your face buried. You can be swimming, and you can just enjoy the moment. Right. Because you just rest in the the faith and the trust that hey, this thing's working. Right. Totally. And I think there's this beautiful thing, but that only comes through getting to that place of trust. Right. right. Like knowledge and belief doesn't get you there. It's the trust that gets you there, where right. you can just rest in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ that we are we are saved by grace alone through the power and the work of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. So we hear like these things that people should do to trust and build a relationship with God and even as you're as you're speaking I think back to pre-reformation and how easy it probably is to get to the place of works, to get to the place of like okay, now I'm doing it. So like Right, inviting people to build that relationship with God, but they actually have to do something to build that relationship yeah. with God. How do you protect and di- differentiate the reality of faith for people from works and faith? Not that they're, you know, up against each other necessarily, but to not transition to the faith to to the side that my faith is me doing this. Right, like that's you're doing this in order to get your faith. Totally. Right. So I think there's that thought, right? And James talks about this in James two, but he, I, I think we just have to understand this. This principle is that while we're saved by faith alone, faith 
is never alone. Right. Like, while we're saved by faith alone, saving faith is never alone. There is the overflow effect of that. And James is talking about this in James 2.14, where he's talking about, you know, you claim to have faith, but you have no works, right? And so this is kind of what maybe where they were holding on to back 500 years. Like, 100%. you're talking about it. You, you you can't have faith without works. Like, it's it's impossible. Yeah. And James isn't really contradicting the gospel in this context, but he's actually talking to, I think he's talking to the kind of Sunday-only believers or the Sabbath-only believers. Yeah. Who go to church on Sunday and they say all the right things, they do all the right things, but then they kind of go and live their life for themselves and not really have any sort of fruit of their life. And I kind of, you start thinking about it. He's like, it's possible, it's possible to have good works in your life, but not experiencing saving faith. Like we know good people who don't know God, right? Mm-hmm. We know good people who do good things for other people, they, but they've never experienced God. Right. But James is saying, listen, but it's impossible, or it should be at least impossible, yeah. to experience saving faith. And not have good works. Absolutely. Like you can't experience the saving faith of God and not have the overflow effect of that to produce good works in your life. Like, you know, Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Like if we are truly connected to the source, if we're truly uh, connected to Jesus through, through salvation, experiencing his grace, experiencing through faith, then there should be the overflow effect of our life. There should be fruits of our life. There should be the effects of our life. And, how we treat people, how we interact with people, how we respond. And, totally. um, and so I think that's where the faith comes in. So it's, you know, it's not that you need to have both. Yeah. But the, I think you said this earlier is that the order is important. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's works and faith. It's faith and works, not works and faith. Like yeah. The order of it is important. They, they do work in tandem, and they're almost like two sides of the same coin. 100%. You just see the one side first. But you've got to see the heads first. Yeah, right? yeah. Like the head comes first. Yeah. And so, um, you know, so really, as as followers of Jesus Christ, and in, in to order to in, in order to embrace this reality, is that saving faith is looks like a life fully surrendered to the works. I mean, to the words, to the works. Sorry, I'm going to say that again because I'm screwing up the order because I believe the order makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Saving faith is a life fully surrendered to the words, yeah, the ways, yeah. and the works of Jesus. Absolutely. Like we have to we have to lead, hear into His words, follow in His ways. Yeah. And do what he did, yeah, you know, hundred percent. Do what he did, yeah. So we got to listen to his words, we follow in his ways, yeah, and we do what he did. We yeah. follow in his works, and I think that's really what the life of salvation looks yeah. like. So with grace gives us the ability to do this, yeah, right, and yeah. And I think that is the actually the number one thing for people to remember is the fact that if you want to present your or prevent yourself rather from falling into getting faith because of good works, just remind yourself every single day, you have faith because of God's grace. Period. Like, faith is a gift that grace enables you to have, and you can't have it without it. Yeah. God cannot love you any more or any less than he already does. Absolutely. Like, that's you just can't earn that. Now, we, in our mind, we have we really can't fathom that. Like, we really don't know how that works because that's not how we operate. Absolutely not. Right? Like, if our kids mess up, our spouse lets us down. Like that affects how we see them, mm-hmm. right? It does. We can't escape escape that. But that you know, Jesus loves us no matter what we do. Now, are we, how are we going to respond to that? That's the big question, right? Like, how do we respond to that? Yeah. And if we have received grace, if we recognize that we're a sinner, we recognize that we need Him, we recognize the kind of the dark side of the human condition, right? That is in response to grace. That's re- the reason why God came, right? And, and God sent His Son Jesus. That's the grace factor. Then we just receive that through faith, and then, but that faith to me looks like relationship, yeah. and then allowing the the overflow of that relationship to 
make a difference in people's lives. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you leave us off with that one-liner again? What does faith look like? So saving faith is a life fully surrendered to the words, the ways, and the works of Jesus. Incredible. That's awesome. I love it. Well, thank you for joining us for another Sunday Encore. We pray that this sparks Jesus-centered conversations in your home or your small group as we continue to grow in an overflowing relationship with Jesus. 